Welcome to the Bass and Brews Podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alice from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. Since Alex sitting here, I'm going to start this thing off right this time because I ain't got nobody to mess with. But here we are, Bass and Brews special episode of Queen City Chronicles. And tonight we got Jeremy Heathon. This is going to be a good one because we're going to talk about a fish, the massive, the gigantic fish that he caught this past weekend for Queen City and BASS. On Hartwell. And we're going to talk about another big ass fish that he caught on Hartwell last fall. This is a little bit different than what we're doing. This isn't a Queen City review. This isn't uh, the regular episode. This is a pint size PB episode. You'll get into it. You'll hear why. Even though we've got two PBs, that's what we're going to talk about these two. We're going to hear the story of how that happened. So Jeremy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing, Paul? Man, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. You know, like I told you when we started, I was going to get on here early, which I did. I had a, uh, a allergy attack from something. I sneezed my ass off, had shit leaking out my nose, and <clears throat> I'm still over here. I'm trying to get I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. Thank God we got a real angler on here tonight, though, to carry this this podcast and to tell us how to catch big fish, because Jeremy knows how to catch big fish. Ain't that right? I get lucky every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the fish you've caught, you catch one in your lifetime, that's luck. You start to catch numerous like you have, that starts to be like real shit right there. Maybe. I hope. <laughs> I really do hope. So, Jeremy, tell us, tell us where you're from, and then uh, you know, tell us, tell us. You mainly fish Queen City, so just give us your quick rundown of what brought you here to where you are today, fishing. Well, I'm. I live in Hendersonville, North Carolina. I. Uh, Started off fishing out of a ascend from Bass Pro, and uh, I paddled a whole lot and just kind of jumped into a couple little local tournaments that uh, we had in a little lake next to the house. And I got my teeth kicked in quite a bit, you know, as everybody does when you first start. But I learned a lot and I got better, you know, just like anybody who sticks with it. That's 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 your number one tip. Stick with it. You will get better. Period. Um, I started fishing more of the Queen City stuff and I paddled and I paddled and I paddled and eventually learned that uh, I wasn't too bad at it. Um, I was actually getting into the top with a paddle and thought, you know, why not see if I can get a hold of a pedal drive? And I jumped into a 
Slayer Max 13, or no, not a Slayer Max 13. It was a Slayer 13, an old Slayer 13 I bought for like a thousand bucks off Facebook Marketplace. Dude, going from paddles to pedals was a game changer. And then I started cashing more checks. You, you had your hand, your hands were free to finally fish. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid paddle gets in the damn way a bunch of shit now. You are not kidding. I mean, I've broke I've broke a lot of plugs on my paddle. <laughs> well, one of the overlying things since we've been doing the Queen City Chronicles, and then leading up to that, having a bunch of Queen City anglers on Bass and Brews before, one of the things that they say that you have said is to stick with it. And it seems like that Queen City Club is really good about helping anglers that, that want to get better and fish. And it seems like a lot of those guys are, are willing to help and to share and to fish with other people. And we've seen through all these Queen City folks that we've had on that they have gotten better by sticking with it and fishing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but at least from our perspective, it seems like the Queen City folks are such willing, willing folks to help other people learn to fish. It has made a lot of people better anglers. Yeah, we really are. I mean, I, and, and I've experienced it myself as I was growing and learning a lot. I had numerous people jump out there to help, you know, whether it be getting in the water, getting out of the water, uh, just some advice, you know, if you're having a bad day, hey, man, hey, why don't you try this? This is working. I'm, I'm honestly on the water. Somebody be like, hey, man, if you're not catching anything, try this. No joke. And, We're, it's a great group of people. You know, that's that's great because that helps your gr club grow because if people continue to come out there and they don't catch fish and they feel like they're just donating money and they're not getting better – they're they're typically not going to continue to to fish, and so the these local clubs that that help other anglers start to catch fish and get better. I think Queen City is a good example of one of those that that they grow anglers. That club grows anglers, and people enjoy going out there fishing because you know even if they're not in the money every time, they're getting better. They're starting in the hundreds. And then two or three years later, they're like, shit, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in the mids, I'm in the fifties, I'm in the sixties, I'm competing to, to be in the AOI. Well, I mean, I remember when I started, I was, I mean, I, I legit started with Vinny. I was like, man, if I could beat Vinny, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I wanted to beat Vinny until my, I beat minus, Vinny. My, yeah, minus the New York accent <laughs> and, and the jailed hair. <laughs> yep but yes it's it seems like that club has really does a good job at building anglers and keeping folks coming back and and like the tournament side of it it's a it's a great community it, it almost feels like family mm -hmm. when we come to the weigh-in after a tournament i mean i mean and I, i'm guilty of it skunking 
and still go to the weigh-in because I just want to go hang out with a bunch of the guys after the tournament. And everybody's so friendly, and you you also pick up on a lot of tips mm. after the tournament. A lot of people That's, will talk after the tournament. It's always uh, a good idea to sit through, at the weigh-in and listen. Just just listen. You got two ears, one mouth. <laughs> it, it, that makes sense, right? You hear what the guys were doing, where they were, what the fish were doing. I mean, that's all pertinent information that you can start to relate to tournaments coming up or tournaments coming up next year around the same time, same lakes. And the Queen City guys are are pretty competitive when it comes down to the national tournaments too. You know, the big three that fish, y'all are pretty there's always a Queen City guy there sneaking in and doing some badass shit. Yep. I did I did a a Hobie. I did a KBF and a Bassmaster this year already. There we go. There we go. And you did and so we'll recap the the bass side. You did pretty well in the bass side on, on this tournament at Hartwell. Where'd you yeah. end up finishing there? I ended up in tenth place on day two nice i was sitting in 60 something on day one and moved all the way up to 10. see that that's what happens when you catch big fish (laughs) it helped a lot (laughs) get them five and then go big fish hunting and see what happens where'd you know what's that i interrupt you go ahead okay it was funny. I actually broke a fishing rod, which is why I feel like I started catching bigger fish on day two. <laughs> How the hell did you break a rod and start catching bigger fish? Like, do I need to start breaking rods over over my my knee? And like, how does this, tell us tell us how breaking shit makes you catch bigger fish? This is this sounds like the the juice. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna let you in on it. You ready? Let's go. Okay. Day one, I caught fish on a shaky head all day long, and I would not put the shaky head down all day long. Like, I was just fish after fish after fish, a bunch of spots, nothing real big. So I ended up in 60-something place. Day two, about a couple hours in, I was still catching fish on the shaky head, and they weren't real big. And I seen some schooling fish off to my left. So – I put my shaky head rod to my right. I grab my spook to the left, make a long cast. And when I go to make a long cast, it wraps around the end of the rod and it just snaps. (laughs) Wow. There goes my shaky head rod. I lost my shaky head rod right there. It just snapped. And I'm like, no. Thinking, you know, it's over now. I've, I've lost the way I was catching fish. So I reach over. And I'm like, well, what am I going to, what am I going to do? So I reach over and I grab a brand new boss rod from Bonafide. It's tying a spinnerbait and just start chucking because it was, it was windy, you know, like in windy conditions, you chuck a spinnerbait. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And I immediately started picking up largemouth bass. Mm. I was like, oh man, I'm onto something. I caught a 19 and three quarters, a 19. I think I had a spot that was 17. 
Another largemouth that was like 16 and three quarters. And then in the last hour of the day of day two, like I'm literally working my way back towards the ramp. And I make a cast with a spinnerbait and I turn it one time, the blades flutter. And the second the blades start fluttering, it disappears. Mm. Like the second it hit the water. So I literally hit it in the face. But as soon as those blades start fluttering, it disappears. I set into it. It loads up. And I was on the backside of a dock, you know, and there's like a guide wire. <laughs> okay. Like everybody's worst nightmare is the guide wire. Hey, do you know us a giant at this point? Uh, not quite. Okay. So like I'm pulling on it and then it comes up and jumps. Mm. When it comes up and jumps, it's, it's, it's on. I mean, you know, you you start and, and you, Oh God, please. And then you literally just sit there and start praying like, please, please, please stay down, stay down, stay down, stay down. Don't, don't, don't jump. Stop jumping. You know, you know, you're like stupid, crazy, excited. Jump over the guide wire and then stay down. Yeah. Well, it pulled me so hard that I got pulled against the guide wire. <laughs> and I'm like holding the rod tip in the water, keeping it away from the guide wire, trying to keep it, you know, and he, he made about two or three runs under the guide wire. Mm. And I'm like, please, please, please. And he come back. Well, she came back, jumped another time. I put my net under her as she was coming back down and she lands on top of the net <laughs> like this away. Uh -huh. Doesn't go in the net and then just slides right across it. Oh shit. She was so big. She didn't fit in the net and just slid across it. So like I'm about to have a panic attack. Cause I literally just watched this fish go across my net and never even go in it. I turn her around again, which I mean, there's probably plenty of times it could have come off, which it normal, you know, in any normal situation, it would have mm -hmm. hit the wire or just come off. And I turned her around one more time and I took the net and I scooped her head first and her tail was like hanging out of the net. <laughs> but she's in it at this point. Head first. She's in oh, the net. Oh my gosh. And then like I drug it into the boat and I'm like, I'm shaking like a leaf. It was just, you know, like in the last, okay. You always hear about those guys that are the mm -hmm. last hour guy who catches the giant. I've never been that guy. But if you're going to be that guy, why not do it in a Bassmaster? Well, do it when it counts, when money's right. on the line. So that was, that was awesome. So the... You're excited that you, you catch a fish in a precarious situation. It rolls out your net. You get it in the net. You haul it in the boat. Where are you right now when that fish is in the net and in your kayak? What are you doing? Are you screaming and hooting and hollering? Are you just sitting back, like trying to catch? You know, get ready to. All right, now I gotta, I gotta put this big ass bitch on a board. Like, where are you mentally? right now once that fish is in the boat this time i was more in shock i was i was literally just in shock i was shaking i was sitting there thinking i've got to get a picture 
you know, what do I need to do first? I'm trying to gather my thoughts and I'm like, okay, I got to get a picture. Got to get a picture. So like, I'm like, I grab it. And I'm like trying to figure out where do I put my, like, I was so scatterbrained. It wasn't even funny. I, I finally was able to get a picture of it, you know, and of, of course I just throw it on the board and just take a picture, you know, and I'm like, don't you move. It's the craziest thing though. Those really big fish like that are some of the most well-behaved fish <laughs> on the board ever. So like by the time this was over, I probably took 20 pictures and she, she never budged. It, it got so comfortable that I literally took my hand off completely. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, was taking a picture and, and I'm like, wow, thank you. <laughs> I get done taking a picture and I'm like, I need somebody to take a picture of me holding this fish. <laughs> Like, and I'm looking around for somebody, like, I'm going to call somebody down, like, hey, somebody, come help me. I need a picture. And I look behind me, and there's a dock with people sitting on it. So I, like, I put her back in the net, and I, like, put her in the water, and, like, I pedal as fast as I can over to this dock. And I'm like, hey, will you guys do me a really big favor? Can you take my picture with this fish? And I pull it out of the net, and all of them's jaw drops. <laughs> They're like, you caught that in here? <laughs> yeah. The next oh, stop yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, like right over there. <laughs> All right, before we get any farther. Yeah. How big was the fish? It was 25 inches long. Twenty. Uh, do you have a 32-inch board or do you have a 26-inch board? I have a 26-inch board. So that big-ass fish took up all but an inch of the board. Yes, it did. How much did it, it weigh? Did. I did not have a scale. And I'm not, I, I, I've caught another 25 back in the fall last year on Lake Hartwell. And I did not have a scale with me. So I'm pretty sure I'm just not going to bring a scale ever. I mean, you know, anglers, anglers have a lot of, you know, they, they have a lot of these things that we do. Yeah, yeah. And so now you're 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 never going to take a scale with you again because the two times you hadn't had it, you've caught massive giants. Yep. Oh, I, I didn't have a scale at the KBF that I won the big bass in back in the spring, like early spring, like I, what was it, February? Where was that? Uh, Lake Murray. I actually won the big bass on Lake Murray too. How big was that fish? Uh, twenty. I don't remember. Twenty three something. Oh damn! So it was twenty three. It's another big ass fish. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot to win the big bass on KBF. I think I actually had. It was day one. I had the biggest fish and the second biggest fish of day one. Damn. Yeah. So, how much do you think the fish you caught this past weekend weighed? Like I, I'm assuming, was she postponed? She didn't look fat. Yeah, totally so postponed. She, yeah, yeah. So 25 she inches. What do you think that fish weighed at that point? I'd I, I'd say a safe eight. I'd yeah, say I a safe eight. Yes, a safe eight. So how how about the one in the fall? Because the one in the fall probably been feeded up a little bit and was a little bit heavier. Now, the one in the fall, it literally had shoulders. I mean, it was mm. a thick thick fish i mean it didn't have a gut it had shoulders yeah 
like its just head big. and its its like back section was bigger than its. I, I mean, it was just it was a beast, and it hit a top water, buddy. Oh my! Man. I mean, and it, it didn't like you would think a twenty-five inch fish would be like the biggest splash in the world. Or the biggest toilet flush. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. <laughs> I, I threw it out there. I made like two cranks and it went just barely. Just a five gallon bucket it. under the water. Just easy. Oh, so like a brim. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know that one was big too until probably what? Till it jumped or you got it to the boat? Yep. When it jumped. Then I about uh, yeah, I start freaking out. <laughs> what what kind of top water did you catch that one on? No, uh, whopper plopper. So so we got a bunch of trouble hooks right away when it jumps. <laughs> you're like, holy sh- no no, stay down! Don't be jumping no more. Oh, what the it, single hook? Gonna, <laughs> like there's no there's no what like yeah. The first thing I'm thinking is when it jumps, it's just going to spit it right back at me, and it's going to get mm-hmm. stuck in me, <laughs> like always. <laughs> Like I've had so many hooks. I got hooked. I got hooked Saturday on the first day of the Bassmaster. Like I had a treble hook stuck in my finger. Was it that happens you all that, the time? Was it that wasn't it? You that showed the picture of the treble hook in your finger and cut off? No, I think that no, was a, that was no, that was, that was a local trail here for me. Never mind. Okay, somebody had a bunch two oh, treble okay. hooks in their finger. They cut off to okay, and that was local to to my area. They were we're, we're fish. There. We're fishermen. It happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So so we're thinking Hartwell, right? And majority of people yep. in Hartwell are thinking spotted bass. We're going to catch big mm-hmm. ass by 17, 18, maybe even 19 inch spotted bass. And you said you were catching a lot of spotted bass that first day. Yeah. And that second day you broke your damn spotted bass rod. And so you had to pick up. Were you in a general largemouth area? that you thought they were going to be, or were you just in the area where a lot of fish were? What I did on day two was any, many, money, mo. Like day one went, eh. So day two was more, was more or less, I'm going to go to a ramp I've never been to before. And I'm just going to go fishing. I'm literally just going to go fishing. I'm going to legit turn my fish finder off, which I, I just got a live scope this year and started using it. <laughs> and I think sometimes it hinders me more than it helps me. Mm-hmm. But I cut it off, and I literally just went to fishing and started slaying them. I mean, it was it was – obviously, it was a really good area. I'm definitely going to try to go back there in two weeks – and see if I can't do it again. Well, it's a good thing you broke that stupid ass spinning rod that you were <laughs> catching all those dinks on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, got, we, always, me. we always talk about getting that limit, right? And so I've gotten where I throw a lot of shaky head because I know I can, you know, there's a good chance I can get those fish on there. And, and hey, let's be real shaky head, drop shot, these areas that, that we fish. You can still catch good fish, winning fish on that, but it's hard to put down some shit that you you're catching fish left and right on. Mm-hmm. You were forced to put it down. 
where where does that yeah. lead you? Does that change? How does that change you fishing tournaments moving forward? Knowing that that happened, like, does it give you? Is it? Do you call it just luck, or do you say, "Hey, I need to fish a shaky head, but maybe I need to put this shit down and fish this same area with another lure, another presentation"? Does that put you in that mindset now? Yeah, most definitely. Like, I mean, even though I'm catching fish, like if I'm catching smaller fish, you instantly got to go, this isn't going to win a tournament. I'm going to have to change it up. Mm. I mean, it's fun and all, and everybody loves to have fun catching a bunch of fish. And it's very hard to stop doing that. <laughs> That's right. Because you never know. Next one could be bigger. Next one could be bigger, and they're all 13-inch spots. Yep. Yep. I mean, I find, in that situation, it was a different species, different species of bass. Right. Yeah. I, I find it interesting about, uh, you know, I, and I've seen this in my fishing where you catch these fish and just that's what you get. That's what you get dialed into. And because if I'm catching small fish, there's a chance that I can catch a bigger fish. But changing that presentation yeah. to more of a, you know, quote unquote, big fish presentation, a swim bait, um, you know, a spinner bait or a crankbait or something like that might put you in a better position. But to me, like the 1% of anglers can make that call. The majority of us are going to stick with what we have. Would you have stuck? Would you have thrown that spinner bait if you not broken your rod? Probably not. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Probably not. I'd have probably still kept in. I, I probably would have caught spotted bass the rest of the day, and had a blast, and still <laughs> been happy. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. You never knew you would have passed up a 25 incher on that drop shot. That's crazy. Yep, it's, I'd have never known. These are the types of things that happen to us as anglers on the water that change our perception of how we fish. You know, yeah. um, I, I've been fishing. A good example is I was fishing with a buddy. I was throwing a top water. We were in a boat tournament. I was throwing a top water and I throw a top water and he was coming. As a matter of fact, I was behind him. He's in front of boat. I was at back, but we were fishing as a team. So I was throwing this top water and he was throwing a, a jackhammer. I think it was. Anyway, he caught two fish at the same place I had just thrown my top water. Now, I knew fish were there. It's like the fish are here, and he catches two fish right then and there. So right away, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, for future reference, I'm like, damn, you know, mm -hmm. go fish that top water through there and then turn around and go fish, you know, a, some kind of lower column water moving bait. Because he mm -hmm. literally, now he caught two fish. One of them was a, was a little off, but... I made a cast and pulled pulled the top water through there. He made the exact same cast and caught that fish. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, man, see, this is something I got. This is something I'm putting in my mental toolbox to be like, hey, if you know fish are there, don't just stick to one damn thing, what you think they're going to bite. Try a couple different water column lures yep. and try to get in there on them. Maybe even come back through there in a little while. That's right. Yeah, if you know fish are there, that's the thing. But yep. you know, with some of our technology there, we can tell if they're there or not. Other times we can't. So you get this fish on the board. 
you submit the pictures right away, or do you like Sam? I know it's in the last hour, but are you like, let me hold on to this little while. Are you like, hell no, we are putting this bitch in the in the live well. We are submitting this fish right now. They had already cut off the standings. So like it didn't matter. Like I the second I caught that fish, it went straight in. Like I'm I don't hesitate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless I don't have service. I submit my fish right then, right there. You know what I've got all day long. Mm-hmm. If you don't see me on the board, I'm having a horrible day. <laughs> you ain't you ain't sandbagging. So if you don't, if you're not catching fish, then you know you're not catching fish. And so was does it, everybody else. There we go. <laughs> was there anybody else, or were there any kayakers around you? Or you're pretty much in an area that you had to yourself. I actually seen. Um, think three other kayakers in that area on day two and uh, i caught well i caught one schooling like after i broke my rod <laughs> <laughs> like right in front of one of them but i, I wished him luck i was like hey man I hope, good luck to you <laughs> where's that rod Rock. that you broke yeah. now did you come up and put it in in your house in the corner to save it for you know a fish of a lifetime because a 25 inch is a fish of a lifetime there are people that would go their whole lives and never catch a fish that damn big like oh yeah that's part of the story do you have that do you, are you encapsulating that broke ass rod and everything on your wall somewhere behind you with your checks uh, it's it, it's over there right now still with the broke tip and the line and everything still on it right there <laughs> If you ever get that fish, out there. Yeah. If you ever get that, you know, if you ever were to get that fish mounted, you put that rod beside it. But oh, did, you, did that fish break your rod? Like, nope. That fish allowed <laughs> I caught that fish because the rod broke, but this rod is part of the journey, part of the story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a good reminder of what I need to be doing <laughs> <laughs> instead of just catching small fish. So obviously one big fish, you won you won some money in both tournaments. The well, no, you didn't because Queen Seated was Saturday, but you won some money in the bass. Yeah, I, have, you, have you bought a new rod for your shaky head yet? I plan on doing that tomorrow. There we I'm go. gonna go by I actually live next to where uh, Big Adventures is mm-hmm. that that makes the kayaks here in Fletcher. And um They've got they've got more of the boss rods in there, and they've got some caching rods, and they do a lot. Actually, got a lot of baits in there. A lot of you know, they got all the kayaks you can go in and check out. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna purchase another shaky head rod, <laughs> and hope you break it the next tournament and catch another giant. <laughs> Why hey, not? <laughs> I, I, look, like I said earlier, do I need to start taking my spinning rods and break one over <laughs> my knee at the start of a tournament? And then put it back there in the back or, you know, throw that bitch on the bank or the water and start fishing with something else. I mean, it sounds like that's maybe what I need to start doing. If it works, do it. <laughs> it, it worked for you. It did. <laughs> <laughs> that's Where, crazy, though. So at this point in time, you, you didn't know that you had big fish. Did you yeah. feel confident, or or are you like yeah. me, where if I caught a twenty five incher, I'm thinking, well, somebody surely did. somebody else has got a fucking twenty five and a quarter, you know, or they got a twenty eight incher, you know, they got. <laughs> you, 
I'm surely somebody's got one bigger than I do. What was your thought process going into that in, in the LinkedIn, as I like to call it, because we don't weigh in, we LinkedIn. But did you think at that yeah. you uh, felt confident that you had big fish at that point? It hit me pretty quick. I thought, you know, I really was confident, you know, this has got to be the big fish. And then it set in, you know, this is a national tournament. Mm. Somebody, you know, Russ is here. <laughs> you know, so there there are really great anglers in this tournament. It is possible. You know, I did catch a 25 back in the fall, mm. so it, it is possible. You know, so I'm, I, it, the, the doubt set in. I thought about it. I didn't have to wait that long, and then I got the phone call. You need to be at the weigh-in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's what I needed. <laughs> then, then I felt a lot better about it. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Like, there's, there's something to say about catching big fish. That's 22, and a 23 inch fish is huge. But man, walking up to yeah. a tournament and turning in a 25 inch fish on tournament day. Mm. That's just a whole different that's a whole different range of emotions and feelings that you get when you turn in a fish that big. Yes. It really is. Cause I I felt that back in the fall when I caught that twenty five. I mean, and it was not a big national tournament. It was like an elimination round in a in the um the championship. And I didn't win that much money with it, but I was still so emotional about how, you know, like, how do you, I mean, how do you feel you catch a fish that's as big as, you know, I've, I've actually caught three 25s in my life. Holy shit. And I just fishing with you. <laughs> one of them when I was like 13 years old and I actually have it mounted. And it's right here. Yep, that's a big fish. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I put that on a night crawler and a brim hook. <laughs> and that's probably how all this that's probably how all this got started to begin with, you know, with my grandpa, you know, out yeah, there the at the cheapest, little pond. Yeah, and who'd have thunk how many ever years later from when you were thirteen, you'd be spending, you know, three thousand dollars on a kayak and you know, <laughs> $80,000 on technology and lures. Oh, it's, it's insane how much we really fish. spend. Oh, look, you ain't yep. telling me nothing. That's that's crazy to catch. Damn, dude. You, at this point in time, we don't call that luck anymore. We call that just a big, a big fish angler. Yeah. Luck's gone. You just catch big fish. I guess I do. I, don't, oh, uh, the, I just told you the guessing is not all the time. Look, you can't, you can't take. <laughs> well, you're you telling me, that, so it must be true. Well, of course, if we're saying it on Bass and Brews, it is 100% the truth. <laughs> Alex couldn't put his two biggest we, fish we he's caught all year and put them together and equal your fish. Neither can I. Well, yes, I can <laughs> because I caught a decent fish this past weekend. But I mean, nice. That's a that's a that's a big one. 
Yeah, it was. It was a big one. I wish I wish it had a big old belly, but uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Well, why? You didn't even have a scale. If it had a big old belly, that bitch would have still been twenty five inches. Yeah. You wouldn't have known any. Di- you wouldn't have known. It wouldn't have known. been any bigger. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> it would have been no bigger than twenty five inches, even with a belly. But that would have been true. a solid twelve or thirteen in, uh, pound fish. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh. And this is heartful. Again, this goes back to you know you hear people say, especially the the Queen City guys that fish in that area a lot say that, man, Hartwell's got them, Hartwell's got them. But anytime the elites and stuff go there, uh, MLF, they they always – there's always these folks that go hunt the the big largemouth, and they they typically don't get into them. They don't get that, that yeah. huge fish. It comes down to spots. Spots win it. And, yeah, you know, you're sitting here saying over the last eight months, six months, you've got two massive – ass fish from Hartwell. That says something about that damn lake. Yeah, it does. It really does. I mean, hold on. I'm going to make this worse. I threw the fish back, you know, and I videoed like throwing it back in the water and everything. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do for the next 30 minutes? You know, I've got to, should I just should I just go back to the ramp? I mean, or should I just keep fishing? You know, I'm like, I guess I could. I, I'm gonna keep fishing. So I like, I grab, I grab my rod, and I start down the bank. And I'm not lying when I tell you, I looked down in the water, and there was one cruising mm. that looked exactly looked like it was every bit as big as the one I just threw back. Damn. Just cruising, just cruising down the bank. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> And then, of course, I threw at it, but it wasn't going to bite. It seemed yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you being all greedy and shit. Why did you right? fish bite? I mean, God, they could have had 50, on, 50 inches and two fish. Stupid fish. <laughs> that <would be> stupid. <laughs> that would look, that would, that would be, that would probably be one of the most epic fishing tournaments ever. If somebody put a, look, this ain't Florida. <laughs> We talking about we talking about the Carolina Georgia line. This ain't Florida. You talking about potentially putting up two damn holy Does shit. that happen that much in Florida? I mean, no, but you can go out there and catch. You know, if you look at corn cornbread spaghetti, I mean, you know, he'll throw up he'll throw up a bunch of twenty two and twenty threes. But man, talking about two twenty fivers cruisers. I I don't. How hard is it for you to not go back to that same area? every time you fish like how hard is it to say i got all these ramps nope i'm going back here i know what a big fish they they be here that's gonna be really hard like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna go there forever <laughs> you're gonna live and die by that spot yeah that we're gonna be on a we'll be on a completely different lake and i'll be like nope i'm going to that ramp <laughs> <laughs> If anybody knows where you're fishing, they'll be going there too. You might not have it to yourself again. It'd be like Benny's spot last year from the Santee, and then this year, I don't, I, I don't know where it was. I wasn't there, but I'm assuming that people knew where it was, and it might have been loaded with kayakers. I'm sure. <laughs> well, thank goodness, uh, no boaters were around because one of them probably come over and tried to snag it out of your oh. out of your line and net and everything else. Oh, you know it. You know it. They see you catch a fish and they come right over and like cut you off. 
Good times. Good times. It always is. I like, but I like when they come over and I catch a fish in front of them. Mm-hmm. You hold it up real high. Yep. Wave it at them. <laughs> and then they get mad and they drive off. <laughs> Whitewash you as they go. Well, tell, tell us what is the what does the rest of your tournament schedule look like? Are you doing any more national trails? Are you uh, you just sticking with Queen City? Are you fishing any of the uh, you know the South Carolina side? Are you fishing the main trail? What what does the the tournament fishing look like for you moving forward? Um, actually, this this coming weekend, I'm going to be back on Santee fishing a CBC boat tournament with my buddy Blaine. Up and then, Gumby? um, Gumby, yeah, oh, good yeah, luck. Hey, look, good luck with Gumby. I, he, I guarantee you, he can put you on some fish. Oh, yeah. Then I'm gonna, uh, I think what is it the week after that is the next Hartwell event. Hmm. So, uh, I'm definitely gonna be there. Then, um, I'm going to try to fish as many of the Queen City South, West, and Maine that I can possibly get to. Okay. And then that's – that's well, no, I've also got the No Limit, the mm-hmm. No Limit Tournament Power I, I, Hour. I, I bet I know where you're native going for that. Yep, I bet I know where you're going for that. It ain't Jordan. <laughs> oh, no, it is definitely not Jordan. <laughs> Look, man, Jordan's got some big fish in it, too. I haven't seen no 25-inchers, but I've seen some big ones. But, yeah, I wouldn't be going to Jordan yeah. either if I've gone to a place where I've caught a few 25 You know, the hell with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that's a fun tournament. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to do the Emerald event again. That's a lot of fun. I've always enjoyed that tournament. And where are you sitting in Queen City AOI? Are you sitting pretty to, to be able to get into AOI? Because I know that's usually one of the biggest things most of those folks shoot for in that in that trail. No. <laughs> Not at all. I am like hoping I can drop all of my finishes from this from like here back. <laughs> are you are you a better late season angler? Are you a better late late season angler overall, or do you usually like where do you do well early in the year or later in the year? I do feel like I start picking up momentum, you know, about this time of the year on. It's okay. like as soon as the top water bite starts to kick on, mm. I seem to do better. I got you. Um, what is it? Um, uh, Last year, I ended up in second place for Angler of the Year. The year before, I actually won Angler of the Year. So, if I don't get anything up there, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> so, you you were the one that knocked Goodwin so, off his uh, three three AOI win streak then two years ago, right? What Didn't he win like three in a row? Yep. You were the one that knocked him. Look at shit. Look at you. We got fishing royalty up in here. What'd you I say? Said, what'd you say, buddy? I said we got fishing royalty up in here. You don't understand what I'm saying? No, say it again one more time. Roll you Not don't yet. understand royalty. Ro- I don't know how oh, else to no, say no. it with my southern slang. 
Roll T. <laughs> you were damn, breaking up. I can't. Oh, Lord, we breaking up. Look, we look. Damn it. My internet fucking up again, messing up the podcast. Now you're good. All right. Now you're good. I said we got fish and royalty in here. Yeah. <laughs> Why the hell am I breaking up? See, this is I don't the know shit about royalty. Well, I do. Quit quit play, downplaying yourself. Look, I don't know what the hell is going on. Alex ain't here to fix shit, but it's okay. He's short. Y'all go look at my tic-tac I, I posted earlier today with uh him helping carry in ladders. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this here. I want what is what is the one thing that you learned at this tournament that's going to shape how you fish the rest of the year? Never give up. My man, you, you never give up. You, you you fish every tournament from the second it starts to the second that it's over. Period. I like that Ike reference. Never give up. I need you to say it like Ike. Never give up. Say it like Ike. Am I breaking up again? Damn it. Fucking up the whole end of the podcast because I'm breaking up. <laughs> Am I still breaking up? Jeez, God Almighty. Yeah, you're still breaking up, buddy. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. I appreciate yeah, I could make out. Uh oh. It wasn't me breaking up. We'll see him. Y'all hold on. We're going to end this here in a second. Jeremy's having some technical difficulties. While we wait for him to get back, y'all, we got a lot of stuff coming. Oh, shit, now done dropped off. Hopefully, come back in. All right, look, we got Bass and Brews. This episode's going to drop uh, probably Tuesday of next week. And I say this because y'all probably already listened to the episode we recorded yesterday or tomorrow that dropped Friday. So y'all are listening to this episode on a Tuesday but you listen to the main episode on Friday. But we we were when when I saw that that I didn't know it was Jeremy when Vinny had posted something about one of their guys caught this big fish. I texted him. I said, "Hey, who is it? I want to get them on." Vinny got us in touch with Jeremy. So this is where we are. Jeremy, man, are you back? Everything good? Yep, I'm back. All right, it's working good. now. There we go. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on. This is awesome. Thanks for telling that story. I mean, again, amazing, amazing story and how you did it. And it came back to what you referenced earlier, last hour of the day. You'd never been the guy to catch, you know, those fish or that one fish the last hour of the day. You did it on this tournament. And what you're telling us is just fish to the damn last second because you never know what the hell you're going to come into. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, anytime. This is always great. We're going to call this the Queen City Pint Size PB. Even though this tide is PB, for the podcast, we're calling it his PB because we weren't around. You know, we weren't doing this when he called his other PB. Well, his other two. Anyway, look, Jeremy, hang on. Don't go anywhere. We're going to end this. We appreciate y'all listening. This is Bass and Brews. Hey-oh!